Welcome everyone to this episode of the Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire podcast slash videocast. I am here with my guest for today, Melissa Baleo Rowe. And I can't tell you, I mean, like seriously, we were supposed to start doing this recording at least five or 10 minutes ago. And I am just on buzz at all of the amazing things that this, that our guest today has going on. And so we're going to break it into a lot of different different episodes, I'm sure, at least two or three. But for now, let me um, welcome Melissa Baleo to the Women Entrepreneurs Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So should I call you Brain Lady or should I call <laughs> Lady Julie or whatever you want, whatever you, whatever fits. Hey, you, that works. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to I'm going to read and our listeners or those watching us on our YouTube channel will be able to see why I'm so excited about all of the different things. So I'm going to give me a minute and I will read you the her her professional bio as we start off all of them. So Melissa made her way to Nashville, Tennessee more than 15 years ago to fulfill a lifelong dream of becoming a professional songwriter. Mission accomplished. She's a self-taught, I love this, self-taught piano and guitar player who doesn't take one day for granted. She's had songs cut by the famed Nine Days Band and well-known country music artists like Jimmy Charles, Karen Waldrop, uh, Ali Colleen, American Blonde, Brecken Miles, Mary Sarah, and many more. And she says every step of the way has been organic and blessed. Hard work, timing, and preparation have led her to start some pretty spectacular opportunities. And she says that she feels like she's always at the start of something fun and exciting. Now, one of those exciting things, she says, in addition to performing for a living, writing and performing for a living, Melissa mentors, educates, and works with organizations like Musicians on Call, The Best of Life, and Gab, Generations Against Bullying. I am going to put a hold, a pin on that one, and we're going to come back to that because they have an amazing uh, project that they came together for that we want to talk about. So we're going to wrap back around to that in a minute. In 2013, she founded Rhyme Partners Music Publishing on Music Row in Nashville. That's a pretty prestigious place to be, Nashville, Tennessee. Aside from her own success as a songwriter, Rhyme Partners catalogs include, catalog includes hundreds of cuts from with both independent and record label signing artists with millions of combined streams across the digital platforms. Rhyme Partners songs have reached the chart-topping spins on Music Row's Country Breakout, Americana, and Blues Charts, and have held the number one spots in four Christian radio station on four Christian radio station charts for with the 2019 release of Great Phil that was recorded by artist Chris Golden who's son of the legendary William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys. Rhyme Partners catalogs, catalog has seen, also seen success with national brands and sync placements for television and film. Not done yet. She's got more. <laughs> Melissa has been is passionate about sharing her stories, life success, heartache, and restoration with audiences all over the world. She recently collaborated as a best... A, she recently celebrated becoming a best-selling author in the anthology Everyday Woman's Guide to Business or to Doing What You Love. And her chapter is entitled The Day I Cried in the Meadow and uh, also on Relationships, Everyday Women's Guide to Success in Your Business. 
on the chapter three on relationships as in sailing ships. And both are available on Kindle. So we'll get to, we'll get to that as well. She has a, another, um, another project that we're going to save for another show that is called the musical imprint. So just tons of stuff going on. Once again, Melissa, welcome, welcome to the women entrepreneurs podcast video. Thank you. I think that's the only time I've ever been (laughs) sat and really listened to someone read that aloud that entire thing. And I was excited and a little embarrassed and, but I mean, embarrassed just in a, in a hopefully a humble way of hearing that, but also just thinking, um, I guess that qualified me for the women's entrepreneur. <laughs> Your podcast. Um, I'm absolutely honored to be here, and I'm excited to talk about any and all of those things. And we are so excited to have you here. And now, now everybody can understand why. In the beginning, I said this is there's going to be more, right? <laughs> we can't squeeze this all into one. But tell us. So you've you've only been in Nashville for 15 years. Obviously, you started out someplace else. So what kind of led you to that point and where obviously you loved music, but what led you to the point to tackle Nashville? I mean, that's that's a big thing to tackle. Well, thank you for asking that question specifically that way, because um, I get emotional about it and it's it gives me an opportunity also to say, because I was actually in my mid thirties when I moved to Nashville. And there's a reason for that, uh, that I didn't go sooner, but it's also a testament to say that your dreams have no expiration date. And I really believe that with my whole heart at any age, you can decide what you want to do and you can go for it. Um, but essentially just the short story is that, um, you know, it is sad, but it is just my story. Um, but I lost my parents when I was a little girl. And so things were a little rough growing up. And so that I wasn't afforded, you know, music lessons and things like that. Or um, I sort of moved with aunts and uncles and grandparents and things like that. So nobody really plucked out that musical talent that I had at an early age. In fact, I just, from as young as I can remember, I heard lyric and melody in my head, and I just wasn't even aware that we all didn't just make up songs in our head. I just kind of said, that's how far back I remember hearing lyric and melody. And so by the grace of God, um, and I talk about this in, in my recent book that was released last May called God, Gratitude, and Giving. Um, I talk about the power of those three words specifically for my life on a daily basis and how um I got where, where I was to where I am um, on those three words. But basically, um, I got married really young, and I have one son. And so I made a conscious decision, even though as the years were going on, I knew that my talent, I knew that my calling was in music. I actually, at an early age, didn't realize that Uh, a songwriter was actually a career. I think I assume like a lot of people do that you see the artists who sing these songs and you kind of think, you know, one of the same. (laughs) Yeah. You think they're one of the same. And in in a lot of cases now too, um, artists do write songs, but, um, but there are, there is a thing as, as a songwriter. Uh, So I very organically 
um, started to, <laughs> I don't even know how I knew, I guess just the major music cities like Nashville and New York and, and LA, but I, I gravitated towards Nashville. I started to reach out to people even when I was, you know, so much younger and living in Florida. I'm from Tampa, Florida. Um, I just started making, building relationships with people in Nashville. And I knew that someday I would get to Nashville, Tennessee. I wasn't sure how I would do it or exactly when. Um, but I'll never forget the day my son was going into his senior year. I had uh, at school, I had entered a contest and I had won and it was a pretty big deal. Uh, well, I was one of 12 people. There was about 900 applicants, but there were only 12 people that were selected to uh, be uh, to work one on one with this massive hit songwriter. So I remember just being so excited that I had, you know, gotten a spot. And I remember that moment, my son saying to me, Mom, why, ha why are you not moving to Nashville? And I never forget that, because I think that subconscious permission that he gave me at that point, because I'd never wanted to take him, even though his dad and I are still just great friends. Um, <clears throat> we just, unfortunately, we weren't lifers and we, we didn't stay together, um, but we definitely co-parented very well. And I did not want to, what I felt was be selfish and take my son out of state for right. my time. So I worked in a salon and I sang at like the strawberry festival and I wrote songs for like a little cable company and I did everything I could do. I was on my church worship team and just anything and everything I could do to put music in my life. Um, and then I, and then ultimately I moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and I couldn't have been more green when it came to <laughs> all of this. Um, but I did get my foot in the door at um, a video network called great American country and at the time they had an office on Music Row and I went in as a temp position and I turned that into a full-time position. And I kind of got my foot in the door there and established some really wonderful relationships that I still have today. Um, but my desire to think long-term about my career is what led me to start my own publishing company. I guess, you know, um, I was thinking to myself, um, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And I, I was just scared to death of, you know, someone coming along and having the ability to fire you or replace you or, or, or something like that. And I knew that if I charted my own course, that I could wake up every day, good, bad, or indifferent, and I could be in the music industry. And I got very, very lucky and blessed because I started Rhyme Partners um, didn't really know anything, but learned a lot. And in some cases had to work backwards even, but, uh, we've come a long way since then. That was probably a really long answer, but that's how I got there. That's how you got there. And, and I, I love that you, I, I love the fact that your, your son kind of gave you that audible validation yes. that you need to, this mom, <laughs> sometimes yeah. our kids are wise beyond their years. Sometimes doesn't happen a lot. But no, I, I will admit, and I talk about this in my book, God, Gratitude, Giving. I actually underestimate it. Now, Nashville and Florida, at that time, Southwest was flying. At, well, they still do. But I remember back then, you could get flights for $29, $49. Right. I, to be honest with you, I was home every single weekend. I was flying home. I really missed my, not 
seeing and talking to my son every day. Well, I actually still talk to him every day. Um, even now, all these years later, he's a you know grown adult, but I talk to him every single day. But I underestimated, you know, that how yeah. hard it would be to be away from him. And, and I talk about that, um, which led me to some being pretty depressed at a certain point in Nashville and hitting my teeth on the ground after a couple of years when I wasn't, you know, just, it, it took a while. It's sure. been 15 years. So there yep. were good many years prior to starting Rhyme Partners and starting to see some success where I was just trying to figure out how I could stay there and keep going. That's, you know, that's really, it, it, it's, it's a cool, it's a very cool story to hear because I know that listening, there are a lot of of entrepreneurs or women who maybe want to be an entrepreneur, but they're just not quite sure they have that dream or they have that thought or that desire and they just, they don't even know how to do it. And you just kind of, you went for it. I mean, you showed up right there on, on Music Row and, and found the job that would give you that, that um, foot in the door. Now with Rhyme Partners, you, it, it, tell us a little bit about, a little bit, I was looking at the website. Tell us a little bit about that company and because is that the, the way that you've connected to all of these musicians and had these award-winning um, songs? Well, there's all different stories and ways and things. I think when you, I would say this to, if anybody's listening out there that is aspiring to be in the music business, I would say that if you're questioning, should I move to this music city, whether it be New York or LA or Nashville, I would say if you're serious about your dream, absolutely. Because when you fully immerse yourself uh, there's opportunities that you're present for that you just simply will not get if you're if you're not. Um, it's I, I joke about Nashville and I'm sure you know New York and LA is a lot like this too. But much like there's a slot machine in every bathroom in Las Vegas, there's live music and original music and songwriters everywhere you go in Nashville, Tennessee. Every hotel, every coffee shop, everywhere. So if you are fully immersed. You almost can't not. I mean, depending on what your definition of success is, if mm -hmm. you hang in there. Um, so to go back and answer your question, yes, some, uh, many of the artists came through our doors at Rhyme Partners. When I established Rhyme Partners, it was at a time. So this was 2013. So it wasn't far enough back to where we had, um, we had a relationship with like the good old boys, like the Garth Brookses and the, and the, um, the Oak Ridge boys and, and the Keith Urbans and those people. But what we, what we did have and what we did find that came through our doors were a lot of those, what I refer to as the music royalty babies. So we, have, yeah, so we, we have, so we have, let me see if I can remember everybody. So songs in our catalog and rhyme partners that I either I've written, written with the artist or another writer that's written for me, um, in particular, a, a gentleman named Bill DeLuigi, who's phenomenal. And there's much of our catalog is, is our songs that he's written. But we've written with Cherishly. She is the daughter of um, Johnny Lee, looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh -huh. Her mother is Charlene Tilton from back in the Dallas days. Yes. He <laughs> so was just, she definitely had that, music, uh, creativity, um, royalty in her blood. And she's got several songs that are in our catalog. And then there's uh, Hillary Williams, who um, her dad is Hank Williams Jr. 
and he's cut a song that's in our catalog called beautiful things. And then I collaborated with Garth's daughter, Allie Colleen on a song called road you take, which she released as a single. And um, it's still streaming on XM satellite radio, uh, probably about six weeks ago, I heard it and I was just, it just made me smile. I mean, thinking about my journey from just a child and the things I went through losing my parents and then just desperately wanting to do what just felt very organic to me, but not knowing how to do that, to turn on Sirius XM and hear one of my songs, I could, you know, I could cry. And yeah, and that, it's like, oh, spine tingling, like shivers up your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely that. And I was just uh, I was just a um, guest featured songwriter at the Bluebird Cafe two nights ago, uh, the world famous Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, Tennessee. And one of the things I said to the audience was, um, you know, it can be a tough town and everybody has a different measure of success. And for me, um, I just can't stop smiling because I feel like whether it's an independent artist in fact, I, I value them so much, you know, or a household name, anybody that decides to, to put the time and effort into releasing a song that you're part of, I think is just such a blessing. I really do. You know, and I know that everybody, especially songwriters are like, they want that holy grail. They want that timeless song they're known for by that ultra right person. Um, and so... I don't know. I'm just big on celebrating all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything. If you don't, if you're holding out so hard, not that people shouldn't have high goals, right? You got to tell your brain what you want or else yeah. your brain doesn't take you seriously. So have the high goals, but celebrating each, each, each moment is because if you don't, if you're so focused on that in the future, you miss the joy in the now. Yes. Of um, everything. Yeah. You do. And, and, and I know a lot of people because I see it. I mean, I'm I'm, you know, on very entrenched in the in the industry. And so I see everybody's social media, their Instagram. And so I'll see a lot of people that I know that are like, you know, down on the music business or, you know, it's a 10 year town or it's an 11 year or a never year town, you know, depending on their attitudes. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I just still can't believe I'm here. And yeah. I still can't believe that I get to write every single day. And um, I had a little conversation with God not too long ago where I just took a deep breath and I said, you know, I want to see it in my lifetime. Of course, I want to see it in my lifetime. Every writer wants that timeless song that they're known for. But I said, if it happens long after I go, somebody discovers a song in my catalog that's okay too. Yeah. Because I know who I am authentically and I trust the timing of everything. And I have been to some of the big awards dinners, the hall of fame dinners where they've inducted people who've died 20, 30, 50 years ago. Yeah. And some relative accepting that award. And the idea you think to yourself like, Oh gosh, could that be me? And I came to terms with that a long time ago and said, Hey, I, I made it to my dreams. I'm doing what I was made to do in this world. So however that goes out, I'm okay with that. Yeah. 
That's beautiful. Beautiful message. Beautiful message for everyone who is listening for all these female entrepreneurs, you know, that are on their own journey with their own businesses. Yes. You know, it's a great message. So I now tell us. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, and I, this is another thing I said to some of the younger songwriters or songwriters in the room the other night. And I believe this, I believe this boldly. The only way to fail is to quit. Mm -hmm. There are many ways to succeed, but the yeah. only way to fail is to quit. Is to quit. I, I believe that. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. So now you've gone from, you, you made it to Nashville. You've, you've got a, a you know, an award-winning studio partnership there, but now you're, now you're writing. So what made you go from, was it just kind of a natural transition because you're writing songs? So you write these in a book and the collaborations and then your own, your own book, the God gratitude and giving, like what was, what made you make that jump to the writing, to the writing a book? Well, because um, the process of God gratitude and giving I, for years and years and years, I knew that at some point I wanted to tell the story and I wanted to share the impact and the power that those three words had on my life because way back, and I, and I tell this story in my book. And by the way, my book is a very easy read. Um, I got it around here somewhere. Um, it's a very easy read, coffee table book. If you sit down to read it, it'll take 45 minutes or an hour. It's a great thing to throw, you know, for a, an airline trip or whatever. But I talk about how when I was really young, um, one of the things that I would do naturally was I would sit in silence and I would be really quiet and I'd close my eyes so tight. And I was just a little girl missing my mother and I would just pull her close to me. And in essence, not even realizing it, but when I was a little girl, I was just sort of learning how to go into that space. A lot of people call it meditation. I That's where I feel like I connect with source, what I connect with God. And I, I learned that I could find comfort there because I, I could draw my mother close to me so close that I could see her skin. I could smell her. I could just feel like she was right there with me. So throughout my life, when I've had some of my hardest struggles, I got very accustomed to going into my quiet time. My silence was very important to me. One day in Nashville, um, I would, I'd probably been living there about a year or two and I was struggling and I'd gone into my silence and just the words, I literally was given the words, God, gratitude, and giving. And I knew instantly that, you know, they were very profoundly put before me for a reason. And I, I gravitated, I just, I just sat there and accepted, you know, what, what were these words for? And I learned very quickly that if I were to focus on those three things, God, the silence, gratitude, and giving, that daily, all day long. It didn't matter if it was all day long. I would have no room for the worry, the fear. And it changed my entire life. It absolutely changed my entire life. So I got real good at practicing those three things daily. And I knew at some point I was going to write a book about it, but I was just so busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my partners and writing songs. And I finally got to a place 
when I got the opportunity to do this anthology with Everyday Woman's Guide to Doing What You Love and Everyday Woman's Guide to Relationships, I contributed chapters. And that was a blessing because it kind of got my feet wet. And I was sort of, I knew the music world. I didn't know the book right. world. Right. Um, so that was really helpful to me. And so that's when I decided, okay, it's time. And I guess it's like everything else with life. It's this timing, you know. Yeah. And so it was always there. It, it wasn't kind of a new thing. It was just always there and it was just time to do it. And that's the right time. Really exciting. That's awesome. Okay. So as I was reading your bio, we, I kind of said we were going to talk about something because we were going to wrap back around because it's a, it's a topic that has received a lot of um, attention lately and it's important attention. It's something that especially, it, and that's bullying. That's the topic. And, for year, you know, when we were growing up, or I shouldn't say we, I'm, I think I have an age, a, a year or several on you. <laughs> Anyways, you know, there's, there was one type of bullying that I might've had to deal with as a child wow. growing up, but it is off the charts now. It is with social media and the, the assaults on the psychological makeup of the developing brain, because I'm very passionate about helping people understand what's going on in the teen brain and what's not wired yet. And, how that, how this all comes together. So it was very, it's, I really want to hear more about this because it's a musical. So you've written, um, you were oversee the creation of the music for speak life to end bully. So the musical. So tell us about that. I'm really curious to, to hear the, the story behind that. And what's the, obviously we know what the messaging is in the title, but what's the real point that you're trying to get across through, through the beauty of music. So thank you so much for asking me that. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because there's a couple things I want to say about this in relation to what we were just discussing, my whole journey, and then getting here. So um, over the years, I'd worked with organizations like Musicians on Call, where you volunteer to go in and, and play some music for patients in the hospital. Um, and I worked with another organization called The Beat of Life. And they're a wonderful organization that goes into schools as well and, um, you know, uses music for healing. They go into um, jails, prisons, and they, they, they just they do a lot of things. And so uh, several, several years ago, I had gone into uh, one of the middle schools and, and wrote with some of the kids and stuff. And so because I had done that and there was some press around that at that time, um, the founders of Speak Life in Bullying, the musical, uh, they, they'd had this musical for 13 years. And so they had been in over 360 schools um, nationwide. They've been doing a great job, but they were using songs um, that were uh, major artist songs like Katy Perry and different people. And they found that they wanted to go the next step and take this to film, but they were having trouble licensing it. And they thought maybe this would be a good opportunity to write our own original music. And then that way we can really curtail it to the musical. And also mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't have to worry about the music. So they, they set out at that point looking for writers and they found me on the internet and they found a few other people and it started a series of conversations and Zoom interviews. And um, man, I, I always <laughs> so I have this saying, and it's like when when God winks at you, it's it's all over with. And I don't want to get emotional and cry here, but that's what I feel like happened with that because ultimately I was chosen to oversee 
all the music for this musical. And um, it felt like a really big responsibility. In fact, it was a big responsibility. And I laid awake at night a few times thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, there was a timeline, there was a budget, um, there was a 12 page contract and I would be responsible for this. And not only that, the message that they wanted in each song and then just hitting my, my mark with all of that felt tremendous. And I was gonna say earlier that I don't think I've ever in, at any point in my career, I don't think courage ever fear and courage they, they always kind of came along as a package. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's, know? I think that's life. <laughs> I mean, I get a little bit more excited and there's always still fear there, you know, but courage and fear, they just always kind of, once it's here and once it's here, that uh, was certainly the case. Um, the, the entire, they were fortunate in that the Justin Simmons Foundation, Justin Simmons is, um, He's a football player on the, I believe it's Denver Broncos. I want to get this right. Um, and he has a foundation called the Justin Simmons Foundation. And he, so he was funding this new project. So there was just a lot of responsibility there, getting the right music, all that. So anyway, fast forward, they chose me to oversee this entire thing. And here we are today. It, it was such a a blessing. And not only um, did I work with some amazing singers that I handpicked because, you know, that was the benefit of all the years of what I'd done before is that I really, uh, you know, could zero in and give them what they, they wanted um, and wrote every one of these songs. And they even teach these songs now um, are part of a curriculum in the schools. Wow. And, yes. And so I was saying the other night at the Bluebird, I said, so for me, as God is my witness, if if someone came down and said, you know, Melissa, trade the musical and those messages and we're going to, you name it, Lady Gaga, anyone, I would unequivocally say no, no. Because if there is a legacy that I get to, and we never know what really our legacy will be. Right, right. But the idea and the response that we've already seen from this film from the, the students and the feedback from the parents mm -hmm. and the kids that say they were going to take their life and then they saw this film and they oh, wow. spoke to them. I There's just no greater honor. And so they have a goal to be in a million schools. Um, and so I just would encourage anyone, uh, the link is there. It's speaklifethemusical.org. And you can find out all about it. And there's also a trailer uh, to the musical, um, you know, and, and so you get a good idea of what this musical is. But it's powerful. It's important. And it's literally changing lives. So thank you so much for asking me about that. Absolutely. Thank you for your contribution and for doing it. It sounds Sounds wonderful. I have to go take a look at the, the trailer. And it definitely, again, something that's so, so very needed in this industry, they are in needed. the world, in the schools right now, because it's just what, what is happening. Yeah, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrifying. And so what they've recently done is they've launched this entire program called Mombassadors, because they have um, believe it or not, you would think it was something so wonderful as this, a musical. They still have sometimes issues getting into the schools. And so they created a program called Mom Ambassadors because who better 
Yeah. Who, who has a bigger voice than a mother, a parent? Um, and so people can find out how to become a mom bastard and help get the musical into their local school. But they're doing a fabulous job and they have a big gala coming up and going to have like a little red carpet stroll and <laughs> that'll be a oh, first. Fun. That is awesome. That is often. I want to see pictures. I'm going to follow you. We're going to connect with you on on the social media platform so I can see pictures when that happens. And for those listening who want to, I mean, we just, we could continue. There's so many different things that you've gotten involved with. I'd love to hear more about, um, you know, different pro other projects that you've got going and, and we're going to, we were brainstorming before we started the recording of doing something on the brain lady speaks that has to do with the music and the brain and the psychology, because you partnered for, um, for the musical imprint, yes. which is another another book that uh, I can't wait to hear more about, and you were doing that with Dr. Sarah Allen, uh, and so we're I, we're we're gonna everybody who's watching this is gonna have to click over and find the Brain Lady Speaks, and we'll make the links. We'll do the links in the show page, you know, just so everybody can okay. can make sure how to how to get to the other one. So I'm looking forward to to future future uh, conversations with you, Melissa, you have just been an amazing, an amazing guest today. So for everyone, please stay connected with Melissa. Uh, the Rhyme Partners, you can go to it is R-H-Y-M-E partners.net. And you can do that. Go, you can go there and find out more about that business. You can send them an email at rhymepartners at gmail.com. And Melissa, how can people, if somebody was like, I want to stay connected to Melissa, what are some of the social, social media platforms that they can connect with you on? Well, you can find me everywhere on social media under Rhyme Partners, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. But you can also find me on Instagram at Melissa Boleo Row. And um, you can find me on Amazon. <laughs> In fact, right now for... Um, I think it's four or five days. We're running a promotion with Amazon. You can actually get my book, God, Gratitude, and Giving. You can get the Kindle version for free. Um, so it, I would love for you to read it. It'll be free for the next couple of days. And um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's and, awesome. And yeah. so to find that book, you can also link. You can go to Melissa Bolero. Yes, you can also find it. Um, in fact, um, if you order it off my website, I'll you know, send you an autograph copy. Obviously I can't, I can't autograph it on Amazon right? But, right. <laughs> but from my website. I do. And I've got lots of other neat things there too, coffee mugs and stuff. But anyway, I'm just, That's I'm awesome. honored and thank you for all the wonderful questions. Absolutely. And I look forward to having you back on a, on another show um, and, and talk more about music in the brain because it's, it's powerful. The effect music has on the brain is powerful. We are, as human beings, we are wired, wired for music. Absolutely. So and I cannot wait to share the impact and, and the stories and just to get into that whole conversation with you. Yeah. That's so amazing. Someone like you who really understands and we can, <laughs> yeah. we can, we can geek out on it. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for being here, Melissa. Um, anyone wants to stay in contact, please stay in contact with us at Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire. You can find us womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com. That is all plural women entrepreneurs with an S extraordinaire.com. You can follow us on Instagram, um, we, W-E dot extraordinaire, or, or entrepreneurs. Um, that is, or I'm sorry, 
we.extraordinaire is our at sign on Instagram. You can follow us there. If you have an amazing person like Melissa that you think would be, you'd love to see me interview on the program, send send that request to our group liaison, uh, Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, at womenentrepreneursextraordinaire.com and put that in the subject box. Or if you have a topic that you'd like to see us cover on this, uh, then on this show, then by all means, please send that, send that topic and into us and we'll see if we can't get it covered. And in closing, I know we're a little bit long, but this has been an amazing, uh, an amazing interview. One last thing that I'd love for you to share with us, Melissa, is for women entrepreneurs out there, for women who have a dream that like you, some that seems very big, what's the one piece of advice that you give them? Well, I would probably go back and double back on what I said about uh, the only way not to get there is to quit. Um, and I, I believe that. And I would also double back on what I said about it's never too late. Your dreams. I know that we hear these things, but it's true. Your dreams have no expiration date. Just be gentle and kind with yourself. It's it's, it's okay. I guarantee you that everything that you are feeling has been felt and it is felt. We are all much more, uh, we're, we're much more the same than we are different uh, is what I would say. So don't feel like you're alone. I love it. Well, once again, Melissa, thank you so much for being here on the Women thank Entrepreneur you. Show. I've enjoyed talking with you and thank you for what you do. Absolutely. This has been beautiful. All right. So everyone, as I always close up my shows, I want everyone to just... Just kind of take a nice deep breath, relax for a minute, and simply enjoy every moment.